Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday, January 8th at 8.30 p.m. Your Purdue Boilermakers have just beat Penn State in the wonderful, beautiful, fantastic, amazing, incredibly historic, uh, groundbreaking, old-school, new-school, modern, warm, fun palestra in Philadelphia. I got a little sick of hearing how amazing this place was. Sorry. Um, but Purdue won. <clears throat> 76 to... 63 in Philadelphia versus Penn State uh, and gets ready. They'll get ready for uh, the voters tomorrow as they probably drop to third, I'm guessing. I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened tonight. But before I do it, let me thank our sponsors. Thanks for uh, thanks to Martin Vintage. Head over to martinvintage.com. Enter Boiled at checkout after you pick your favorite T-shirt or sweatshirt. Uh, get something really nice for you if you are a family member. That's old-fashioned and has the Purdue drip. Go get it. Um, and uh, good things will happen. I don't know if I... It looks like I don't have uh, something happening with live here, speaking of that. And um, uh, and when you're on campus, when you're going to the next Purdue game, and you're hungry, and you're thirsty, and you're looking for friends, where where else are you going to go? Uh, you're, not going to, you're not going to Cheers in Boston. You're going to go to AJ's. Head over to AJ's on Vine. Uh, before you go there, eataj's.com. Order ahead. Get some mac and cheese bites. Get some uh, funnel cake sticks. Get some um, get get some of those pretzels that Mrs. B. Dowd loves so much. And um, uh, you'll be happy. Believe happy. Then get a, a burger, beef, beer, as they say. Eataj's.com. So uh, Purdue wins tonight. Uh, kind of... Uh, gutted through a, an ugly first half they had about what six minutes where they just couldn't uh they couldn't find the ocean they, they they were not playing well offensively not only were they shooting poorly for about six minutes but they were also um just executing poorly penn state was closing things down really well and at the same time on the other end penn state's jalen pickett was absolutely on fire uh, unconscious, whatever you want to say, he was he was it. He was playing great. Um, my least favorite moment of the night, just because it made me angry, was when Pickett gave the small thing because he made a junk shot with Edie nearby. Um, he had a couple junk shots where he would go under Edie and just kind of throw the ball as high as he could and pray that it went in. And, uh, it did go in a couple times, and he was well, he was hitting everything, but. Uh, part of the reason he doesn't get the acclaim that you might think a guy that can score that well gets um, is because he his defense is bad. If you watch the other end, but man, he can score. Uh, he can score, and he can score in bunches, and it made Purdue, had Purdue on the ropes in the first half. Purdue was down by, I think, six or seven points, and um, before, before they kind of set their jaw, got in, played their game, Started running more pick and rolls. Started doing a lot of this two man game that I talk about um, in the in the description of the video. Uh, Purdue just played really great in the second half. They started off with in the first five or six minutes, they turned a uh, six point deficit into a I think a four or six point um, advantage, maybe more than that. Um, they just started playing their game, and then on top of that. Uh, the defense was making Penn State very uncomfortable, which was was excellent. This is where Purdue's gonna Purdue's gonna win and lose games uh, through their defense. Really, this team um, when they get when they get rolling, when they 
start allowing defense to create offense, special things are happening. And on top of that, Fletcher Lawyer started uh, hitting his shots, knocking down his stuff, um, and that was a big deal. He had a couple that were just uh, tough to tough to make. He had a couple that uh, they were they were pulling so far into the lane to double and triple team Edie and even Smith. Sometimes you saw a triple team on Smith twice as they didn't know how to handle the pick and roll and. Uh, lawyer hit. He knocked down the threes. I'll look at the stats here in a second, but I just want to say that was a that was a good win. That's a really good win. I think Penn State's a tournament team. I don't doubt they're a tournament team. Uh, they do a lot of things well. They struggle obviously in the lane with a with a big strong player like Edie because they don't have a uh, a matchup, a true uh, guy that can go head up against Edie, and it showed tonight. Edie had. Uh, I'm going to look at the stats here. I think he had 32 points. I'll look at it right there. Uh, in 36 minutes, Edie had 30 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and three blocks. If you're into that sort of thing, that's a good game. And I think with about, I was I was tweeting this out just because I was I was in, incredibly impressed with the um, the efficiency of his game tonight. He just, uh, I mean, he shot he shot the ball 21 times, uh, went 14 for 21, hit both of his free throws, and um, the one-two punch of Smith and Edie. Uh, we've seen it a couple times this year where it's been in full effect, and tonight was one of those times. Smith would simply lull Penn State to sleep. He'd maybe uh, slow a guy up on the top, so he'd get a get a defender behind him. Then he'd hit the gas, draw two guys in, and by that time it was too late because you had nobody on Edie and three guys surrounding Smith. It kept happening in the second half, and it led to very, very easy alley-oops, dunk shots for Edie, easy finishes around the rim. On top of, uh, so Smith's stats, I'll tell you, 15 points, uh, six rebounds, seven assists, just one turnover. Great game for Smith. And on the other side, the other thing he did really well, you know, he was three for six from deep. One of his threes was a pro three. Fletch had at least two pro-depth three-pointers. Purdue was feeling it a little bit from three, uh, let's see, they shot 44%. We're getting in that uh, really, really nice zone where if you're shooting over 40%, a lot of good things are going to happen as a team. Uh, Purdue took advantage of the situation when they were getting given open looks. And even a couple of them, uh, Smith and Lawyer hit with guys, if not nearby, uh, right in their face. I continue to be impressed. I, I say this, so Mason Gillis only played 18 minutes. But Gillis does what Gillis does, which is, he makes these little plays that kind of swing momentum. It'll be, uh, looks like a, uh, let's say a play where uh, Penn State has two looks at the basket, maybe three because Purdue can't get the rebound. And then Gillis just kind of shows up for a long rebound and reverses the court, gets the ball up court quickly, and Purdue scores and just kind of changes the tide. The next time down, he'll have an offensive rebound that, that um, uh, turns out to be very important. See, tonight he only had... So he only had two boards, an assist, five points, um, but I just love the way Gillis plays. Did you love it? He had a play where uh, his let's see, one of his buckets was a was a goaltending that was drawn. Very weird play. Lawyer was ding up dread, I think, on the other end of the court. Uh, Gillis ends up the ball. A great hustle play after Lawyer knocked it away. Lawyer gets just the junk knocked out of him. Dread, who's built about like I am at this point, but a taller version, doesn't look like he works out much or um, or cares to go to the healthy part, the healthy end of the training table. Um, he's just going to he's gonna eat whatever he feels like, gosh darn it. He's been playing basketball for 17 years after all. and uh, But he knocked the hell out of uh, Lawyer. Gillis goes, finishes the bucket, and then my pal Micah Shrewsbury gets a tech called on him a little bit later. One of Shrewsbury's coaches was on the 
court uh, chewing on uh, Courtney Green or whatever his name is, the uh, official that Purdue fans seem to love. And um, he had to literally physically push his assistant coach away from uh, from the official. Um, let's see, on top of those two guys, like I said, Lawyer had a great game, 17 points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, and he was four for seven from three. The, I mean, this is not a lot of guys were shooting threes tonight, but those who were shooting it were feeling it. Um, Gillis was over two. Coffin Wren was over two from three. Newman was over one. Um, let's see, Purdue tightened their bench up quite a bit. Uh, they They only had, let's see. They only had four guys playing off the bench. Painter's doing what he usually does, where he's tightening the bench up. It's an interesting thing, though. Last game, he hardly did, hardly played Newman at all. This game, uh, da, 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 da. trying to figure out. There's somebody he didn't, who didn't play much who's been in the rotation. Obviously, um, Waddell isn't playing as much the last couple games. Too bad, because he, he comes in and plays big minutes. He's a lot like a Newman type of guy to me, where he makes smart plays, but, but he didn't get in at all. Um, but... Uh, Caleb first had a couple huge plays, played 20 minutes. Uh, Purdue's second half, though, was was a big-time performance. They looked like a team that should be in the top five to ten. And like I said a minute ago, I think they're going to be in the top three um, when the votes come out tomorrow in the afternoon for the AP. A lot of people on here really appreciate you tuning in. Let me let me uh, see if I, what you guys have to say. Let's see. Ted Berkey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, appreciate it, as always. Uh, yeah, it was a great second half. It really was as a horrible first half. Uh, Mohill 93 is at a bar in Philly, so can't stay long, but I'll be listening taped. Uh, so uh, Mohill 93 is everywhere. I, I don't know exactly where this person, he or she lives, but they go to a lot of road games. So uh, hats off again. Good Purdue fan there. Die hard. Philip Dunn says, uh, met a niche at the game. Dude is awesome. Also very hot inside. Wait, very hot inside the place with 8,000 inside of it. He's talking about the palestra. Um, Anisha's name is misspelled. Doesn't matter. It's the intention that matters. But Philip got to, got to meet Anish. He wasn't saying Anish is very hot, uh, but that's usually left for the, the, uh, the fans of boiled sports. The older ladies love Anish. Um, but this time it's just Philip saying he was a good guy, and no doubt Anish is a great guy. Glad you got to see him. Uh, Anish and uh, Jay are both both live in the East Coast, so um, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome to get to to get to meet him. I didn't get to go to Palestra because I'm in the Midwest. Um, Randall Kendig says awesome win. Think they deserve number two after the Big Ten road wins. I think they'll be third, but you might be right. Two or three. Um, you've got Kansas and Houston. Uh, I think could both be ahead of Purdue. Could both jump them. Neither one has won or lost in the last week. Kansas is playing uh, hot as a firecracker. Houston, uh, their last loss was before two polls ago. It's going to be, it'll probably be Kansas, number one, Houston, number two. That's my guess, but you could be right. I think number two, Purdue had a lot of number one votes. And once that kind of gets in the psyche of the voters, it keeps happening. Um, Houston with two quad two wins, yawn. Um, Paul S., class of 88, says, and that's a good point. And Houston has not played the schedule Purdue has clearly, but they're up there. And that that comes back from that they were highly ranked before the season came out, highly ranked before you saw them play. They're a good team, obviously. Uh, they can score in bunches. They man, when I I think they'll be number one. Um, them or Kansas? Yeah, I'm kind of torn by that. I would I think Houston will be number one. Kansas will be number two. Let's I'm gonna re I'm gonna reformulate what I just said a second ago. So, Boiler Bra 82 says, uh, how is that not considered a home game for Penn State by the NCAA? It's all about where, you know, the uh, 
where the where the game is being played. It wasn't on campus. It's a neutral site, neutral, neutral site, and um, uh, that's yeah, that's that doesn't seem right. But that's actually much more hostile environment than the Bryce Jordan Center ever is, and I, I made a note of that. Penn State students aren't officially back on campus. They come back tonight, tomorrow for classes. Bryce Jordan Center is like a, a big monolith of a, an arena. It's a pro-style arena. It's not very loud. It's Well, it's not loud, period. It's quiet. Not a lot of students go to games there, it seems like. And if they do, maybe they just see them in the wrong place because you can never see them. Maybe they're hiding underneath the seats. Maybe they're hiding in the concourses during the game. And sure as heck, no alums go at the game. Uh, but tonight, the Palestra, which is a much smaller house, Bryce Jordan Center is big, um, it was it was a very good pro Penn State environment. I think Painter said it was probably ninety five percent Penn State. I think he's about right. Maybe he's a little under. It was uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was a rough environment. If you didn't watch it on TV, I encourage you to watch it on DVR. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris B says Penn State uh, was on my nerves after the first half. Nerves is in all caps. The threes weren't falling for us. High quality rally on the second half killed their spirit. Uh, hide the hide the evidence. Uh, strong W Boilermakers. Right on. Uh, great first. Uh, great second half. Horrible first half. Uh, radio broadcast said this was a Penn State home game, but I guess not. Devin Rhyme is not a home game. It is a neutral site game. Thanks, Boilerman. Boilermaker sixty three. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see if there's anybody else. Dan down low. Dan the creative username. Uh, Newman tipped a pass. Lawyer tipped it in the backcourt. Gillett chased it, chased it down. I think he's talking about that that story that I was trying. So it was Newman, knocks it away. Uh, I lost him. Newman knocks it away. Lawyer tips it again up in the air. And then Gillis hustles out of nowhere, comes right down the center, right in the center court. Goes and finishes for the uh, goaltending. Should have been a foul as well. Should have been two fouls on Penn State on that play. Instead, there were none, and there was a technical. Didn't make much sense. Um, And then the Penn State fans booed. They did that a lot. Penn State fans booed a lot after plays that they were upset with. And most of them would have been charges on Penn State. Penn State likes to drive with a leading arm, uh, kind of like a halfback, and uh, ref didn't want to call those. And then every time a Purdue fan would end up on his shoulders because of a play like that, Penn State fan would, fans would boo. So uh, probably not a lot of people that are normal basketball fans. Maybe they're just, I don't know, just walking around the arena and saw something neat was happening and went and bought tickets. Uh, Joseph Sasser says maybe next year is a year for IU. <laughs> okay. Uh, good, good comment. Um, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I really like that IU team. I want them to be ranked as high as I can get them. Let's go put them up at 10th. You know, they, they only lost two games of their last two games. They are allowing a lot of points right now. So they've got an issue. Uh, I know there are people on the interwebs that say IU has an unstoppable offense in spite of the fact that they scored like 50 and 60 points a couple times. And I think in this calendar year, they scored 60 points. I th- no, that's wrong. That was right at the end of the year. They had a they had a sixty three point game. Before that, they had a fifty three or something like that. Regardless, I'm not an IU fan. I don't know. But what I do know is when I watch them play, they look like a team that does not have it all together. Um, I want them to get it together so they can get highly ranked, and then Purdue can bloody their mouth when they play them. Um, Sean Stevenson says that has to be a home game for Penn State. It is not. And they're not going to call it a home game regardless. Uh, let's see. Let's go one more. Seth Harder says. Uh, is the pick-and-roll alley-oop sustainable? Seems unstoppable. Not only do I think it's sustainable, I think it's going to make opponents absolutely bonkers as Purdue continues this. Smith's vision, his ability to change speeds, his control, 
is unlike any point guard we've had. And I would put, I mean, the closest to it is Lewis Jackson. That's what I keep saying. If you guys can think of another guy that's played point guard in the modern era. And I'm going to say, let's say 1980, okay? Because I know some, we've got some fans that go back, that reach back into there. Um, uh, but I, I would say he's, if not top two or three point guards at Purdue, even right now, like the way he's playing, the way he plays in game. Uh, if you don't think that, I, tell me why. Tell me why in the comments, in the in the margins, if you're on live. Um, yeah, so uh, I just I, I think he's 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 got a an absolute arsenal of tricks. He can do a lot of things really well. We saw two games ago when he struggled uh, versus Rutgers, but uh, Rutgers is a tough matchup because of that length. I said it that night. I was in person at that game. Rutgers is a tough matchup for about anybody because their length all over the court, but was really tough on Smith because I don't know if he had played a team with that much length straight across the board, and especially in the backcourt. He's figured some things out. Penn State tonight, though, uh, they've got, especially when Dred's out there, he's he's a half-step slower than a lot of the guys on that uh, that team. Lundy is also very, very good, but I'll just reiterate that thing. Pickett, I think, had 20 points in the first half. Uh, he he played amazingly on offense, but he is an absolute liability on defense, and that's kind of the problem that Shru- Coach Shrewsbury has to deal with right now. Um, KMK V6 says Smith is definitely the best point guard I've seen in 30 years. I've actively followed Purdue basketball. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm 47. You guys, some of you guys know that I've followed Purdue my whole year, or my whole year, my my whole life. I don't remember much about uh, the early 80s just because I was young and probably didn't pay much attention. Really, it starts all coming clearer to me in like 86, 85, right in there. Uh, I think that 84 was when Steve Reed was shooting. I think 84 is when Steve Reed was shooting shooting the free throw and Knight threw the chair on the court, I believe. I remember watching that game, and I was either 8 or 9. So, um, But I don't remember the early 80s, honestly. I don't remember... Uh, some of the things that are happening, and there's some Purdue fans that that might say that that uh, there are a couple guys that deserve some some credit as, as Purdue point guards that were really great in the early '80s. I can't speak to that too well. I can tell you, um, Reed was good. Um, he was a, he was a good point guard, but he he didn't have the athleticism Smith does. Um, I'd say Porter Roberts was a good point guard he's a great defensive point guard decent passer no ability to score really he wasn't a threat to score um uh, you could say i guess El, was alan eldridge alan eldridge i think was a point guard um lewis jackson there just aren't a lot of true point guards and not a lot of guys that are difference makers when smith is on he is making everybody better on the court and then when they when they try to uh shade off of him um at the three to, to take away passing lanes, he'll knock down threes. He's he's a complete player. Um, when he's cooking, he's still going to get better. He's still going to get a lot better. So uh, Joseph Sasser says Cornell. I think Jerron Cornell was a shooting guard. In fact, I'm almost positive. I, if he wasn't, I mean, the first thing I think of him is as a shooting guard, and maybe you guys can correct me. I was on campus at the same time as Cornell, so I should know this answer. But I, I would say Cornell was a shooting guard because he played with Porter Roberts. Porter Roberts was a point. Let's see, at the end when Roberts left, I don't know. Uh, so that's that's a good point, but I, I don't think Cornell, I don't think he'd call himself a, a point guard either. Um, so let's see. Um, let's say go way back to Rick Mount era. So then you're, it's going to get real, it's going to all be conjecture for me. Um, and that was uh, Midwest Toker says that. He's a joker and a smoker. Um, anyway, 
about 20 minutes. That's it for me. Uh, that's a good wrap up. Uh, Purdue improves to uh, 15 and one. I think they're still matching uh, best program starts in history. I think they started 15 and one one other time now. I don't think they started 15 and one twice before this. Regardless, you're right there, and um, they have a real opportunity to to even get more special. Um, but 15 and one is pretty damn good, and they're going to be top three in Amer- America. I think regardless of of which which spot they get in that top three. Uh, but I think it'll be number three. Like I said, my revised prediction, my revised prediction is Houston, Kansas, Purdue. And we can talk about that this week. I look forward to it. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsors, Martin Vintage and AJ's. God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. And uh, we'll see you uh, later this week.